You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beltway Beef. This is Ashley, and I'm joined again by Caitlin Glover, who's the Executive Director for Natural Resources on the NCBA side, but also serves as Executive Director for the Public Lands Council, so wears two hats on most days. Uh, So, Caitlin, can you just give us a, a rundown of what's been happening in your world this week? Well, Ashley, it's been a pretty busy week on the environmental front. Uh, you know, here in Washington, it, it seems like a lot of what we do is is hurry up and wait for the next shoe to drop. Um, and and that's, that's sort of the case, right? But we also have a, a pretty predictable work plan that comes from the administration, at least in the regulatory space. Um, you know, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about NEPA, the National Environmental Policy Act this morning, but I'd like to talk about some, some good news first this morning, because it's, it's always nice to to start with the positive. Um, This week, NCBA, together with a number of our our state affiliates and other national partners, including the Public Lands Council, filed an amicus brief in a Supreme Court case called Sackett versus EPA. Now, we know that the administration is undertaking a a rulemaking right now to replace the the Trump administration's navigable waters protection rule. Uh, So that regulatory process is is underway of, of what's considered a water the United States. But this Supreme Court case is going on at the, at the same time. And, and so NCBA filed this amicus brief, um, essentially telling the, the Supreme Court that the, the test that the agencies and that the courts need to use in determining whether a water is, is jurisdictional for, for federal regulation needs to be clear and limited. And and consistency is a big piece of this. This is the message that we carry forward through our regulatory comments. And now we we have the opportunity to to share that with the Supreme Court as well and, and, and have them consider what that clear definition looks like. You know, it's it's hard. We look back over history, and a lot of times we we think about this regulatory process as a cycle of two or three or four years, and we go back and forth and back and forth in this in this regulatory whiplash. But one of the things that I, I I think really catalyzed this issue for me and for a lot of our colleagues this week was that over the last 50 years, cattle producers and other resource managers have had to deal with 13 different iterations of what is considered a water of the United States. Now, I, I think we're, we're really looking to the Supreme Court and, and to this administration to, um, to to listen to us about the tests that need to be used, the process that's need to be used to determine what is jurisdictional for federal regulation. But the filing this amicus brief is, is certainly uh, an opportunity for us to elevate that conversation. So I, I take that as, as some good news, but we, we do have you know still a bit of road ahead um, or, or stream ahead, as it were, um, before the issue is, is fully resolved. So we talked about WOTUS, and, and when you talked about WOTUS, you highlighted how important it is for farmers and ranchers to have clarity and certainty. And that doesn't just go for WOTUS, but that also goes for any other federal regulation um, that our folks are under. So with that, let's talk about NEPA. Excellent. Let's talk about NEPA. No no shortage of regulatory items this week. You know, that clarity and certainty is really important. And, you know, for a lot of our cattle producers, a lot of our land managers. Uh, you know, the constant refrain is that, um, you know, the government just lets us, needs to let us do the good work that we're doing, right? And what that really comes down to is 
that federal regulations need to be flexible enough to allow the good work that cattle producers do, uh, to allow that to proceed, right? And and so just like WOTUS, where we've been hearing about this, this repeal and replace and sort of this whiplash, the same thing is happening in, in NEPA. So the National Environmental Policy Act, as many uh, of, of us know and as many of our producers know, sort of underpins really a lot of the, the, the work that happens in the resource space nationwide, right? Everything from, in the West, renewal of a federal grazing permit, um, or even authorizing restoration and remediation activities after a wildfire, uh, but, but also, you know, the, the construction of roads and bridges and, and really important transportation infrastructure that allows folks to get those cows across the country where they need to go to, to make sure that we have a, an efficient supply chain. For a long time, we knew that the, the NEPA process was, was inefficient, right? Things have changed since the 1970s, and, and regulations need to, to be able to, to change and adapt with that current need. And so in 2020, the Trump administration uh, promulgated new government-wide guidance, essentially saying that NEPA has to be faster, it has to be more targeted, more efficient, and it needs to be returned to that original concept, right? That NEPA is a process to evaluate, not a, a, a tool for perception of judging whether a project is good or bad. Now, that government-wide guidance was finalized in 2020. And we knew pretty early in this administration that it was going to be on the chopping block. Um, so this week, the Biden administration finalized the first in a two-stage rulemaking process to roll back that 2020 guidance, uh, to go back to that pre-2020 standard, uh, make the considerations of impacts a lot more broad. Uh, and then they're going to be promulgating their own fix to these problems. You know, by the administration's own admission, they, they know that pre-2020 NEPA was inefficient. It took too long. The analysis was too complicated. The scope was far too broad. It failed to consider uh, important factors like local expertise, local input, socioeconomic and economic data. And, and so... This, this phase two is really where the, the rubber is going to meet the road in, in terms of what it means for cattle producers. But this first stage, this return, this sort of um, reseeding to a, a position that we know is ineffective, it is really, really disappointing. So we have, well, we had some good news with, with WOTUS this week. Um, we, we are disappointed with the steps this administration is taking in NEPA, and, and the fight's going to be ahead, right? The 2020 guidance was was litigated. Everything went to the courts, and we expect any future guidance to also go to the courts. But, you know, here at NCBA, our, our priorities remain the same. Use the simplest analysis that is appropriate for the project. Make sure that it's clear, that expectations are clear, that it's timely, that even good conservation projects, your, you know, your, your water installations, your range improvements, your access to USDA conservation programs, your fire cleanup, make sure that those things aren't held up for the sake of, of a process that, that's inefficient. NEPA should never be the tool to stop progress. It has to be a, a, a process to evaluate likely outcomes. And so, you know, this is one of these things that our, our producers are going to keep hearing about, right? This is going to be a, a long, multi-years process. Um, again, wanting to make sure that we're not going to the to the whiplash, the back and forth every four or six or eight years. Um, but but we're hopeful that that through this process, uh, we are going to to see this message become clear: clarity, consistency, predictability, and durability. That we can we can expect things to continue year on year. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. 
Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.